0: Welcome to the Funeral Nation web show, the best effing web show. Welcome everybody to the Funeral Nation episode number 10. We are, ah, Jeff, this is is unbelievable. We're exploding. The conversation's huge. Um, The last week, you know, it's just been unbelievable, the feedback we're getting. So, Thank you, FNers, for uh, continuing to share content, continuing to share ideas with us. Um, you know, cheers to you. We're having an absolute blast with this. So, Jeff, tell us what's coming up on today's episode, the, the inaugural. It's, our, it, it, it's number 10. We're out of
1: fingers. It's exciting. Uh, today's show, for the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to have a little news as usual. Our guests will be uh, two young women making a difference in the funeral industry and some new roles that they're taking on. Our Funeral Director Spotlight will go to Lawrence, Indiana, uh, which is a really big deal. Um, They did something spectacular. And, of course, our WTF segment is going to be a conversation starter uh, among us. I don't know whether it would be appropriate or not. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it
0: goes. So, Jeff, the biggest news this week um, really was was our episode last week uh, with Parting.com. That was huge. Uh, A lot of funeral directors on fire about having their prices out online um, which you know over the last two weeks we've, we've talked about that quite a bit so very, very interesting if you haven't joined that conversation please go check out last week's episode and, and get involved and, and let us know your thoughts on on what party dot com's doing <clears throat> yeah me it's
1: other. uh... it's <clears throat> almost like a bomb going off um, I've Absolutely. heard all sorts of of uh, rhetoric and and Anyway, it'd be interesting to see where this lands. Uh, we also are excited. We had uh, some money we sent to Paula Masters in his right. coat drive.
0: That's right. We had, we donated almost five hundred dollars to the Le Masters wow. coat drive. Uh, Funeral Nation really came together uh, to help support that um, by by donating and liking our Facebook page. So um, we I, I was it, it was a good feeling to be able to to give that money to Paul and, and to what he's doing in Cincinnati, Ohio.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, who's our uh, sponsor for this news segment? Today?
0: Shameless plug for the news segment goes to At Need Credit. At Need Credit for At Need families. To learn more, visit atneedcredit.com.
1: All right. Well, I'm excited to introduce our guest today, daniel Thacker of Thacker Casket Company and the author of the funeral gal blog, which is new, and Tori Dixon. A licensed funeral director and the leader of the new newly inaugurated Women in Funeral Service organization. <music> Ladies, welcome to the show and thank you for taking time to be with us today. Um, will each of you please introduce yourselves and share your funeral service background? Toy, how about you go first?
2: Hello, Jeff. It's a pleasure being here on the show today. I am actually a licensed funeral director. I've been a licensed funeral director for the last uh, just about 10 years. February will make my 10th year anniversary. I'm licensed both in the state of Georgia and in the state of North Carolina, where I currently um, am the events planning funeral director for a funeral home in um, the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Um, I completed my school Schooling at Dustin Jones College of Funeral Service um, back about just about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And um, I have been working in some capacity of funeral service ever since. So for the past 12 years, I've been doing funeral directing and bombing. And um, now I am the preemie funeral director um, for a funeral home in um, Raleigh, North Carolina.
1: All right, and just before I get you, Danielle, you also are educated outside the funeral industry as Danielle is, correct?
2: Absolutely. Um, uh, Just about uh, four years ago, I completed my master's of science degree in mental health counseling. I wanted to kind of bridge um, the two areas of my profession, both mental health counseling and funeral directing. I wanted to bridge those things together. And I saw that there was a need in funeral service for licensed professionals to take care of mental health concerns that families have, particularly in grieving. And so I wanted to take that to the next level. And so I completed a master's degree in mental health counseling. And um, once I've turned in my paperwork in Georgia, I will be a licensed professional counselor as well.
1: Excellent, Danielle.
3: Yeah, so thanks guys for having me. Um, I'm actually a Villanova University graduate outside Mm -hmm. of Philadelphia. Um, Currently, I serve as VP of Sales and Marketing for Thacker Caskets. I'm actually a third-generation funeral industry supplier, Uh, and basically what I do on a day-to-day basis is I lead a team of 14 sales consultants who cover from the Midwest to the South to the East Coast. Um, I work with them in the field about half of the time, Um, so I'm out meeting with hundreds of funeral homes on an annual basis, understanding what they do, um, and ultimately what trying to do is strengthen their businesses.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So, Tori, why did you start Women in the Funeral Service Organization?
2: You know, this has been something that has really been on my heart um, for about maybe the last five years. And it's just now that I've had the opportunity to kind of just sit down, get my thoughts together, and kind of bring this organization together. Um, When I started my educational career as a military student, one of the more significant relationships that helped me with completing my studies was um, through a relationship that I had with one of my professors. Um, that relationship uh, culminated into me eventually receiving a scholarship. Um, and it ended up being very important in me actually gaining my apprenticeship and subsequently getting my license as a funeral director. And so I wanted women in funeral service to be that place where I could bring women together, um, both women who are starting in the profession and those of us who are more seasoned in the profession, and bridge that relationship gap through education, through mentorship, um, and through relationship. Because I believe that um, much of the success of um, women in this industry is going to be based on relationship and how we begin to bridge that gap between those, those women coming in the industry and those of us who are already here. And so that's where women in funeral service uh, started out of that passion, both for funeral service and for women. So I wanted a place where women can, you know, come and be prepared um, for the challenges and also all the wonderful things that are in funeral services, but just a place where we can all kind of come together and um, culminate these relationships um, so that other women can be successful in the industry.
1: Excellent. That's a great idea. Danielle, uh, you just recently started the funeral gal blog as a blogger. I like it. So share us what your thoughts were about starting that.
3: Yeah. I mean, or Tori comes from a lot of the service aspect of it. I, you know, come more from maybe a business perspective. I think funeral homeowners are having to increasingly treat their funeral homes like a traditional small business. Um, it's getting a little bit harder year by year to earn the same percentage of profit. Um, and obviously, Without the service aspect, we wouldn't have a business to run, but we have to also make sure the business takes care of itself so we have a service to provide uh, moving Mm -hmm. forward in the future. Um, You know, secondly, from a female perspective, you know, over 50%, well over 50% of the people uh, in mortuary science programs are now female, so the face of the industry is changing a little bit. And then finally, you know, I wanted to write from a younger perspective. I'm 30, I have a younger brother who's 27, a younger sister who's 22 in the business. And, you know, what we're looking to if the long term window is 20 to 30 to 40 years as opposed to you know, a lot of funeral home owners and, and uh, managers and directors maybe look at a 10 to 15 year term because maybe they have an exit strategy, maybe they're gonna sell the funeral home, maybe they're going to retire. Um, all good things, but we are looking at it from a little bit of a younger perspective because we always gotta look at our business and understand how we're gonna adapt, evolve, and change to continually be a leading funeral supplier into the future.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So this question is for both of you. Uh, what value do you hope to bring to your audience? Um, Daniel? why don't you go first?
3: Yeah, I mean, I get I get the privilege to meet with hundreds of funeral homes, um, just a lot of different funeral homes an- annually. And I have a pretty good pulse, so I feel like, on some of the more progressive ideas, some of the more creative ideas in the industry. You know, ultimately what I want my readers to Get out of it is to for me to broadcast some of these creative ideas I get to see every day. Um, I ultimately want to strengthen that family-owned and operated business. Um, You know, if I bring them an idea that brings two more calls in the door, or maybe gives them a better idea of how to control their costs, or maybe gets them to think differently about how they measure their business every year. A lot of people measure on call volume, but there are other ways to measure our business. Um, And ultimately, you know, if that can let lead them to be a more stronger business in the future, and that's what we're looking for. That's why I hope my readers will gain out of it. Great. Tori?
2: Um, One of the things, again, we wanted to um, women in funeral service to be a place um, where information about the industry will be readily available for anyone, um, but specifically for women um, who work in any of the varying aspects and capacities of the industry. Um, Our main focus, the main focus of women in funeral service is knowledge. And we wanted to provide knowledge from an insider's point of view, and we wanted information to be tailored for women seeking success in the industry. Um, Our goal is to develop professionals and to be able to meet the demands of this ever-changing industry. We want people who come into the industry um, that's gonna be responsible for carrying on the service traditions that we know um, that the industry has been known for. So we wanted to give them tools um, specifically, wealth, and to increase their business savvy. Um, as Nicole said, one of the you know one of the things that you know has been a complaint of funeral um, service representatives is that we know the service aspect of our business, but we're not very savvy on the business aspect. And so, I wanted f- women in funeral service to be a place where we can merge service and business together. And so, hopefully, my audience will be able to find information that gives them exactly what they need as far as the business of funeral service and the service
1: of human service excellent so a question for both of you um i'll start off with Tori. um how do you see uh, as a young woman um the role of women changing in our industry as opposed to you you've been around 10 years but obviously we reach back quite a bit what do you see the role is now um different from what it was when others came before you
2: um One of the things I think Danielle um, hit on it earlier is that women are the new face of this industry. Um, We've gone from being, um, to having no ground in the industry, to standing in the background, and now women are in the forefront of the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's changing the way that we see service. It's changing service as a whole. What we provide and what we once knew as being service. The women in the industry is changing what we know that is. So uh, it's no question that women are moving to a more active managerial role in funeral homes. They're moving toward more active decision-making roles in the industry um, in both the quality and the compassion component of the service that we provide. And so because of the change um, of women, we encourage women to actively pursue licensure as professionals. Um, we want women to be professionals in the industry, um, and, so, and we want them to have sound education um, to merge the experience of service and the knowledge of a funeral service together. So women are playing a vital role in the profession, and as we continue to, you know, want to maintain the integrity of the, of, of the profession, we just encourage women to continue to educate yourselves. Don't just stop at getting licensure but make sure that you are continually educating yourself on the changes that our culture is, is influencing the way that we provide our services. And so as we continue to do that, we just see that women are very influential in in a lot of the way that we provide services for families. Right. Danielle.
3: Yeah. You know, it's a good question. I think, I think when you look back as recently as, you know, in the seventies, you know, males made up, You know, men made up 90% of the funeral home workers, not just necessarily licensed people, but, you know, people who work in the funeral home in general. So obviously there's been a dramatic shift, you know, 40 years later. Now females are making up well over 50% of those people in Mortuary Science School. Uh, When I get on this topic with a funeral home, you know, largely what I hear is a difference. What they relate to me is there's a different degree of empathy and attention to detail um, that comes out of a funeral service um, when it's planned by a woman. Um, that's what they tell me. I can see, understand that. I feel like in the future, actually, um, with more females entering the business, the female, a lot of females are right brain, they're artsy and creative. So I actually think this could play very well into funeral service in general, because as we look to personalizing that funeral service for that life that was lived, it's the same kind of thing as a wedding planner does for a couple. A wedding planner will sit down with a couple, ask them questions about what they like to do, their hobbies, their interests, what they do on weekends, and personalize a ceremony and a reception to that couple. The same kind of way I think the funeral industry um, might move you know, in terms of highly personalized services. I think ultimately this will play a really nice niche into, um, women will play a very nice niche into the industry. Um, as these services become highly personalized, I think it's gonna strengthen the industry can potentially even keep and protect the industry from the intrusion of outside people like hotels or restaurants. That was a big topic at NFDA this year um, from actually entering what we do every day.
1: Right. Well, we'll close up here. And I think both of you, what you're doing is really exciting. Yeah. Um, Danielle, will you share how to find you on Funeral Gal and reach out to you? And then Tori, will you do the same?
3: Yeah, you can find um, my blog at www.funeralgal.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle of at the Funeral Gal. All
2: right, Tori? And you can find Women in Funeral Services at www.womeninfuneralservice.com. You can sign up for our newsletter to kind of keep yourself aware of what's going on with Um, women in funeral service we have some exciting things happening in the new year Um, you can find me on facebook um, with women in funeral service you can find me on twitter and periscope at women morticians and you can find me on instagram at women in funeral service
1: excellent all the social ways of connecting out here which we think is important well ladies thank you all for being with us today um the Funeral Nation stands behind you. That's why we wanted to have you on. It's a big topic. Um, I think there's some cool stuff we can all do together in the future. And uh, we appreciate what you're doing out here for our industry and our business. Thank,
2: Thank you so much, much for having us. Thank all right. you.
1: All right. Y'all have a blessed day. Take, Take A care. great effing day you. out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you. We'll <laughs> see you. Bye.
0: Ryan, it's
1: shameless plug time. Who sponsored our interview segment today?
0: Interview segment was brought to us by Disrupt Media, the creators of the funeral social design process. To learn more, visit FuneralSocial.com. Jeff, it's time for our spotlight on the funeral
1: director. Uh, Who are we shining the light on today? As everyone knows, the spotlight is for funeral directors and staff and people making a difference in their community. Today, we go to Legacy Cremation and Funeral Services out in Lawrence, Indiana. Eddie Beagles and Carrie G took a, took the lead in creating a touching tribute to Marine Corporal Billy Aldridge, who was actually an unclaimed 80-year-old veteran who died in October at an Indianapolis nursing home. Uh, The facility had no records and no means to contact the man's family. The facility turned over his body to legacy cremation and the team there with Eddie and staff. And they worked with the public um, and also, the nursing home, and basically, they created a service um, where he had nobody to honor him. Um, Corporal Aldridge enlisted in the Marine Corps in the summer of 1956 after earning his high school diploma. For nearly four years, he worked as a supply man and deployed for at least two of those years in Okinawa, Japan. He was honorably discharged and moved back to Jessup, Jespersonville, which I think is a close by community, to take care of his mother. He lived alone for those years until she died in 1997, and that's when he moved into the nursing home, I think, in 2004, more than a 1,000 people showed up to pay their respects, wow. many wearing military uniforms and insignias of their service. And I just think the, what these guys did, I want to give my personal gratitude, the salute to Legacy Cremation and Funeral Service as we shine a spotlight on you guys, on Eddie Brooks, or excuse me, Eddie Beagle, and Carrie G and their team for making a difference in their community, and also for people who served our nation. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Hats off to uh, to those people at, at Legacy. Yeah, that's a great spotlight. Jeff, now it's time for our WTF segment, which it, we know what this is. It's a humorous look at something that will be talked about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday.
1: Make you go, what the funeral? So, Jeff, explain this picture. Uh, this was actually sent to me by a funeral director, and it's a hearse going through a McDonald's drive through Now, we've seen in a lot of the funeral industry uh, sites, uh, especially on Facebook, this topic come up. I see it two ways. I see it, number one, is um, everybody has to eat, but is your timing really good? I don't see that there's a casket in the back of this particular picture but it kind of gives to the consumer the folks out here in the community their thought of what the funeral are you doing yeah
0: it's true i mean they got to eat but uh if you can't clearly see if there's there's a body back there uh people are going to assume that there is right that that's that's probably where the issue comes in with this right so we'd love
1: to hear from you guys out there about this wtf segment what are your thoughts should you pack and eat before you leave, or should you just go on right through the drive-thru and get a biggie to go?
0: There you go. That's the question of the week. Let us know. <laughs> answer on Facebook. Answer on Twitter, at funeral Nation TV. Let us know your thoughts. So, Jeff, our sponsor for the WTF segment this week was DNA Memorial. DNA Memorial keeps DNA alive after death, and they have funeral service and DNA in their genes. Visit DNA memorial.com for more four one all right Jeff you know we know once the WTF segments over that's where we wind up the end of the show uh, so it's time to focus on number 11 and I don't I don't know how we're gonna do 11 or 12 so you know we're out of fingers but what's
1: coming up on
0: next week's episode?
1: Next week's episode is really exciting uh, as well. We're going to have Linda Darby, who's the co chair of Have the Talk of a Lifetime campaign um, here at the Christmas season. That's really something special. And I think everybody should tune in because this is something the funeral industry is doing in a very positive manner to the folks that we're serving. We'll have the uh, return to the spotlight on a funeral director as well as a fresh What the Funeral. What the Funeral. Well, folks, you
0: know it's the end of the show. Uh, the, the cigar is about gone. The uh, the dark rum is gone, uh, and, and frankly, the funeral commander is a bit blitzed, and we're gonna have to go. So, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Funeral Nation TV, and please visit our website where you can get the current episode and all past episodes, as well as submit a WTF segment. Or a funeral director spotlight. So, uh, you know, make sure you're submitting your colleagues and those doing things that are great in the community. So, um, you can do that at funeralnation.tv. Until next time, have a great effing week.
1: Out here.